genre. Podcast when we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here as I'm always here with Casey Crawford. Hello. Sean Batiste. Yo. And RJ Vite. Hey, yo. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler heavy podcast. If you read uh, current books, we're going to ruin those for you. I'm going to give you timestamps in the episode description and all that jazz. Our top story this week is uh, Black Hat issues one through five by Jed McKay, Travel Foreman, Michael Dowling. And Brian Reber, because we are a Jed McKay podcast now. It's true. Yes. Friend of the show. No no longer an X-Men podcast, now just a Jed McKay podcast. Yeah, yeah. Jed we, Until fans. he starts writing X-Men, and then it's all bets are off. We, we need a yeah. good... Then our show's actually canceled. We need a good vibe, <laughs> so we just did Jed McKay back to back. It's fine. Yeah, we had, we had to pivot at the last minute because of some things, and, you know... I think we Here can we say it. Is it fair to, to explain? I think we can explain. It's, yeah, it's we, did, we didn't want an episode title, Something is Killing the Children, this week. Yeah, so we're going to circle back to that soon, but no, not, none of that for it's a little then, too heist. soon. We're going to do heist Yeah, we're going to do a heist. Cat. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, Multiple um, heists. <laughs> also, Adam, I'm how back. you feeling? Yeah, how you uh, feeling? I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> my, my jaw has finally slid so back yeah. into place, which is nice. I'm going to say, okay, so you're back to normal. Yeah, I'm still a little <laughs> fuzzy-headed every now and again, but I feel like that's yeah. going to come normal. and go. Really? Were, you, uh, were you like eating all your food whole like a snake since your jaw was unhinged for the past week? Just soft food only. Or just Yeah, smoothie form, yeah. Yeah, Lots smoothies, mac and, mac and cheese, stuff like that. Real missed opportunity to just swallow an egg whole. Just to and eat watch like it go snack. down. Oh, yeah. Like a snake. I could still do that. Uh, That's a neat Do it, trick. you coward. You won't. <laughs> I could just blame the brain injury. Be like, what's Adam doing? Oh, he got it in the head real hard. It's fine. <laughs> this is how he eats eggs He's now. Choking on eggs. <laughs> yeah, man. I ate shit so bad. <laughs> I just love that you were like planning on taking a break anyway so that you could relax and then you just busted your head <laughs> yeah i was planning on taking a break so i could go skateboarding for like a whole weekend we were we i had spots like lined up i was we took i took like three days off of everything we were gonna go to all these different skate spots it was gonna be fun and the first one i bashed my brain just really took advantage so. of the break yeah <laughs> But it, it was kind of depressing because it was just like I, I spent the weekend on the couch going, this weekend was supposed to be not this, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, very relatable. And then Instagram has been sending me uh, videos of three year olds dropping into to bowls like it's nothing. I'm like, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, here's a literal baby who didn't just get her getting ads taunted by the ads for urgent care. <laughs> Oh, yeah, also, shout out to um, uh, Tower Health Urgent Care in, uh, in Lansdale for uh, stitching me back up. What? What? This glowing endorsement comes before I've gotten the bill, so check back. Um, <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. Not going to be good. <laughs> pretty sure I was out of network. It's not going to be a good time. Um, nope. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that, like... Uh, you know, we've talked about it on the show before. I don't have health insurance because we live in a dystopia. And yeah. like every time somebody that I know who does have health insurance needs it, it's like still outrageously expensive. And it's like, so why even? I'm going to 
be broke either way. I could just be slightly less broke in the long term and be slightly more broke in the short term. Like, that's the only difference uh, to me. I had an experience with really shitty healthcare this past week, and I'm just like, I hate all of this. Yeah, like, why are we even doing this? (laughs) Yeah, I'm really worried about this bill because I got three stitches, a tetanus shot, and three skull x-rays. So this is going to be... Yeah, probably a grand. Well, keep keep your eyes peeled for the GoFundMe that'll happen when I get this bill. Um, <laughs> it's true, though. It's oh my god, we live in a dystopia for so many reasons. Right, well, I guess speaking of dystopias, he's got some comics. I don't know, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> What's a comic book? Wait, shit, we were supposed to read. Fuck, Honestly, sorry, the guys. comic books, the comic book dystopias are are my escapism from the real dystopia. They're because, so much like, more fun, right? Like, yeah, because at least in the in those dystopias, I don't have to go about doing my silly silly little tasks and like paying <laughs> rent. Silly little tasks, <laughs> and like at least there's ghost dogs in those. Yeah, yeah. exactly. At least yeah. at least there's like aliens and spaceships and shit. In yeah. uh, you know, like in Sean's pick. Yeah, like robots with. TVs for heads. Yeah, we're gonna talk about some saga, guys. <laughs> Keep it high level. Saga fifty nine. Brian K. Vaughn being the staples as usual. Man, we got we got some heisting. We got some. We got a band breaking up. We got a whole lot of drama here. On I love Spaceship that. Like the tree. so the, the last issue. I don't think we talked about, but it was the one where like um Alana went to go like do the heist. And it yeah. wasn't really like a heist. You just like talked to a guy and it was just like a nice, they like talked about grief of like losing their partners. And then she went yeah. home and I was like, this is not the, the plot twist I expected <laughs> for this to go like smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like a, the band that they've been, uh, uh, Hazel and, um, robot, robot junior out with robot junior been hanging out with. They, they have a falling out because, uh, Someone didn't get the writing credits they deserved. <laughs> so they decided that they're going to they're going to bounce with Alana and Hazel and them. Um, but half the band is half the band is going to go with them. And uh, I can't remember her dudes. The Bombazil. Bombazil. B. Big B. <laughs> um, the koala. Fucking, yeah. Captain Moosehead over here is blackmailing this motherfucker. And he's gonna he's he's bailing on him. So I don't know what's up there because it kind of alluded to this dude having like this dark, fucked up past that he's. I think trying he to, like, committed some make... war crimes. I'm. Yeah, but like again in this book, who hasn't? Yeah, but like I think the implication in the last episode or last issue was like he was talking to one of the bandmates, and they're like, "You look like a cop I used to know," like specifically yeah, like, like some kind of like Blackwater mercenary cop type of deal yeah so like probably worse war crimes than regular war crimes all right yeah some, some light treason <laughs> <laughs> um so we're, we're breaking up we're splitting the party which is unfortunate so you know they kind of alana and b have kind of a fall and he kind of just yells at her and makes it her fault because and calls her an unfit mother and it's like dude that's Jeez. I know you want. I know you're trying to make it easier, but that was a low blow, man. <laughs> I mean, like so, he's not entirely wrong, but there's also no other options. So, like, fuck you. Yeah, because he's definitely ashamed of whatever has happened, and definitely doesn't want her to know. So yeah. he makes it so he never has to say it to her, at least. So I'm assuming he's gonna circle back based on the foreshadowing they've been talking about. So well, yeah, because we don't, we still don't know what he did. So he's gonna yeah. come back for sure. 
Then on the flip side, we got this weird secret agent vampire dude tracking down, tracking them down. Um, he's not a vampire. He's just a landfall dude who has bat wings. <laughs> I know, but he just looks Dracula. so fucking. He looks like a Dracula. Let's be. He honest, looks like a Dracula because he's got bat wings. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he's hot under tail, just being a real, just being a real dick. Just using some magic dude to help track them, and just immediately shoots him and his fish, which I was oh, like, no, oh, not the so, fish. So and then he apologizes nice. to the fish. It's like, oh man, this dude's a. This is one of those guys. <laughs> one of those. Real piece of shit. <laughs> I'm but, sorry you got caught up, caught up in all of this. So. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, bro, you just murdered somebody <laughs> after he helped you too. Like that was the. <laughs> it's like he fucking helped you out. Um, but no, this story, this book continues to be great. Um, issue to issues, there's always some like big moment or Papa or some something going on that always draws me in, which is great. Um, uh, considering. It's prone to take long breaks in between, so it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you get a full, complete issue when this thing comes out. Um, yeah, man. Saga. Great as always. You missed the, the big cliffhanger at the end. Oh, the, the inner turmoil of the, mm-hmm. uh, of the family? Yeah. Little, little Robot Juniors caught feelings for Hazel, even though there's adopted, adopted step-siblings. Mm. So. Ooh, don't like that. Well, her immediate nope. reaction was like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> and that's where it should stay. Yeah. Like we said off mic, I've, I, I don't know everything about him, but I have full faith in BK Vaughn to uh, not, not take that into a gross place. <laughs> well, and also, like, kid's got some major trauma he needs to work through. So it makes sense that he would, like, yeah, she's the only catch feelings for nice to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, like, of that age, right? You know, they're not. I think they're like preteen, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. When I was four, so. I thought I was going to marry my cousin because we were best friends. So, right. like, you know, so I think kids do kid I, things. Yeah. I think it's a lot of that, too. To be fair, he like, was eight. So he's got more blame on that situation than I did. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's great. I love this book. Every time it comes out, it's a, it's a whole event. Christine always says she's going to take it and read it before me every time I get it. I'm like, no, you're not. This is mine. I bought this. You can wait. <laughs> this is for me. This is mine. Yeah, you can wait your turn. Again, inner family turmoil. You know? I know, right? Just tearing families yeah. apart. It is. All right, well, I don't know how to segue off of incest, so. Speaking of tearing families <laughs> apart. Uh, my pick is Action Comics 1043 by Philip Kennedy Johnson, Ricardo Federici, Real Conrad, and Lee Lowridge. Um, we're continuing the fight against Mongol. Uh, we, uh, they finally get, uh, Manchester Black, and they also figure out- Yeah, where, where the hell's that dude been? He's been- He got captured, yeah, he's been, right? been getting his mind juiced. Ooh, that's the um, Delicious. Yeah, by the, that weird Ebony Mall guy. Making some mind aid. Yep. <laughs> and, uh- we also figure out that they know now where Enchantress is, and Enchantress is being held by the witch queen of this planet that they like give the backstory on where Mongol went to this planet and pretty much everyone was like tied up in sacks and uh was murdered, and then they uh sent a bunch of war zoons to get slaughtered and she killed them all, and then Mongol ended up like bribing her to come onto the 
his team. So yeah, I like how they describe this person it was like, yeah, she just destroyed everyone except for Mongol because she could. So yeah. basically, yeah, you're not getting enchant respect. So don't <laughs> like she's fucked. <laughs> that Damn. that villain sounds awesome though. She sounds great. Like yeah, first. Definitely. Yeah, she she sounds more badass than Mongol. Like, yeah, she she could she's, just take over. She's this more planet. metal than anything in Darth Knight's metal. That it is sounded for sure. like she specifically spared Mongol, like, but and like didn't have to. Like, was yeah, easily she did him a solid. Him. Yeah, <laughs> easily could have killed him uh, with no problem. Yeah, and we also uh, find out that they've moved uh, Apollo to a more heavily guarded area, and so it's kind Damn of. It. What? Yeah. So, so it's kind of like <laughs> all, a all bad. Uh, two steps forward, one step back kind of thing, <laughs> you know. Yep. Um, there's also this planet that like Mongol uh, goes to, and it's like, all right, you're uh, you're going to, you're all slaves of War World now. It's like, but we had a deal. It's like, yeah, it's fine. It's <laughs> yeah, too late. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Damn. And then the the last bit of the issue is. Uh, Superman like finding out about this story of kind of the truth of War World, where uh Philip Kennedy Johnson was like, I guess it's time to expand this world, like this lore, into just kind of DC's version of the Infinity Gauntlet, but the Infinity Gauntlet contains pieces of a god. Uh, so there's this god named Ogren, and his body was like split into gems, but then the gems spawned worlds. So that's what War World is. Oh, shit. oh. and uh, interesting. It's nuts, and I love it. And I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's pretty cool. But yeah, Mongol is like essentially like on War World to like try to find this god gem. I guess I don't know. It's cool though. Oh. That is cool. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. I'm sure that's going to be important soon. <laughs> yeah. Because it's probably at the core of war somewhere on War World. Yep. So without it, probably going to not be great. All right. Well, speaking of not having a good segue, <laughs> uh, I've got <laughs> I've got Ice Cream Band number 30 by W. Maxwell Prince, Martin Morazzo, and Chris O'Halloran. So, I think that the last time we talked about this book was this. Did we talk about this last issue? Was last issue the one where the the guy goes on the the hike? He's obsessed with words and stuff, and then finds uh, the the rainbow flowers. Yes, I believe so. So we get more of the so. rainbow flowers in this. Yeah. Uh, so th- <laughs> this issue takes place in like a medical testing facility called Holt Testing Clinical Trials. Is that Holt? industry name again that we keep seeing Mm -hmm. so basically they're doing clinical trials on a very powerful psychedelic that's made from these rainbow flowers and there's two subjects one they're giving a pretty heavy dose and the second one they're telling is taking the sugar pill but giving him twice as much (laughs) yeah so they're just which is doesn't I don't think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> no, that's not how that's and, not how testing works at all. At, at one point, they were like, it was really important to this study that we have a false control. I'm like, a false control? Like, what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> like, that's not science anymore. That's just 
torturing two people. Yeah. yeah. Let's just, yeah. Let's just <laughs> seeing what happens. Who's in charge of Hold Industries? Fucking Joseph Mengele? Right? <laughs> like, just on top of all the war crimes, just bad science, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just bad just drug lazy. use. Never give someone a drug that you, that doesn't know they're taking a drug. It's shitty. That's a shitty thing yeah. to do. <laughs> Don't dose your friends, kids. So, um... Part of this is like um, they they keep having these like one on one debriefings, and for the kid in the control group, I'm putting up air quotes around control group. He has like a trigger phrase, which is "How does that make you feel?" And like every time he asks him, "How does that make you feel?" Like somehow the trip gets worse, and like they're both both subjects are seeing this like weird squishy monster in their room. It's pretty fucked but up. I, I- I like that, like, the, the one guy who knew he was getting the drug kind of, like, embraces the creepy he, squish monster. He, he works his way through the trip. And, yeah. yeah. And just, and, like... He becomes he friends comes, with it? Like, yeah. yeah. He, like, he, he, yeah. he... It works for like I think he, gets he falls in love it. with it towards the end. Yeah. And then the other guy who doesn't know he's tripping gets he it so much worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's just refusing to uh, face reality at this point. Because this is now his yeah. reality. Yeah. So also the uh, the the scientist that's studying these two guys has like this um this like assistant who's like constantly part of this and at one point he goes home like you know just goes home to have dinner with his wife it's like their anniversary or whatever and the assistant's there cooking lobster and it's like he's like that's that seems like a breach of ethics that you're here what? <laughs> also those I think I need to talk to like, HR just, I didn't like there was just something about them. They were super creepy lobsters. I don't know. Just the way he drew them. Did they like? I know they're just regular ass lobsters, but they looked real creepy to me. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that like I think at one point she's like, "Don't worry, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna boil these alive, and don't mind the tapping sound. That's part of the process." And like winks at them, and it's like, "Yeah, that's pretty creepy." Just the the process of cooking lobster in general is kind of creepy. Like, wasn't isn't it a callback to something from? Yeah. From previous issues too yeah yeah There's the a, crustaceans are definitely are, a a running they theme. pop up a lot yeah yeah because they're creepy yeah you're yeah, eating, too, you're eating water cockroaches and killing them alive and picking it out first you <laughs> i'm going to kill you <laughs> <laughs> as we go along this this doctor starts to really lose his grip because at one point his wife asks him the trigger phrase like, oh, and how does that make you feel? And, like, shit starts to get even weirder. And then, um, at one point, his assistant actually asks him. So, like, it becomes very clear that he's been the experiment throughout this whole thing. Like. Well, it ends with him, like, strapped to a bed, losing his mind. <laughs> and then we find out that the second, the, the guy who knew he was taking the drugs is the actual assistant. To the doctor who is the nurse oh right okay there it is <laughs> uh yeah that shit was wild yeah it's like you also it, there's the so many double guy, crosses in this like, yeah the other guy killed himself with a ballpoint pen oh yeah yeah <laughs> fucking <laughs> so wild that shit's shit wild. yeah so yeah, yeah so the doctor thing, has thing... been the one in he's been the subject of the study the whole time yeah, yeah it's, like a, like, it's like a it's like a triple like an inception study yeah i think there's like a like, double study because like they were probably studying the act the other the one guy right 
yeah. you know, who thought he was on the control. Who ended up and killing then studying, himself. And then studying the doctor controlling that, you know what I mean? And then, because the other guy was like, fine. Or he was just hanging out doing drugs. I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. the wife is also probably a person being studied. Cause yeah, at because the end, she was convinced the, to do it. And she had crazy yeah, well, eyes. Well, and at the end, the the nurse that's actually the doctor asks her, how does that make you feel? So it's like, oh, like you're, you're probably also too. on drugs. Yeah. What if Shit's I'm on crazy. drugs? We No one knows. Yeah, don't, don't, knows a, don't anyone ask me how it makes me feel. I don't want... <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. So yeah, this was just really heady. I really liked it. Um, I like that there's... We're starting to get like weird continuity in ice cream man yeah there's enough of it now that he can kind of do this like play with these like themes. we have this ominous corporation called halt we have the the rainbow flowers there's just there's like this weird connective tissue we got that goblin with his dick out all the yeah, time. yeah we got the dick goblin yeah <laughs> love that guy I'm sure this squishy worm monster is going to come back too. Love him. Yeah, he's creepy as fuck. So I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming that he, he yeah, that, that dude's going to make an appearance again. <laughs> I think it's gross. I didn't like it. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a something totally different book. Um, got uh, Batman Fortress number one by Gary Witta. Derek Robertson and Diego Rodriguez. Um, this book was pretty fun. Uh, the whole concept being basically uh, Batman is on patrol when suddenly the power goes out uh, in Gotham. And then we slowly find out that the power has gone out in America and then every <laughs> oh, no. single major city in the world and then the entire planet. Yeah, not ah. ideal. That's a, um, that's a really big scale. My power went out and looking across the street to see if my neighbor has power. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, no, and like, then you just huge. you just keep looking yeah. further and then yeah. you're just like, nope, still no. Still no. And meanwhile, <laughs> while this is all going down, uh, Superman is nowhere to be found. So that's that's not great. Neat. Um it starts out with a uh like two thieves are like taking advantage of the power being out to break into Wayne Manor. Which is super smart. Uh, you know, they couldn't have known any better, but it's just like the way in which, like, Bruce, not Batman, takes them down is pretty comical. Um, and we have, like, Jim Gordon, like, hooking up uh, car batteries to the bat signal. Cause he's like, <laughs> like, not only do I need to talk to that guy and, like, all comms are down. Also, like, maybe having the signal in the sky will stop people from being so shitty. But, like, Bullock is like, hey, maybe we need um, those cars on the street. Like, th like you took these car batteries yeah. out of, like, police squad cars. <laughs> and, uh, and Gordon's like, oh, well, you know, would you really want me sending my people out there without any backup and without any way to call in for help? Uh, why don't you go do that? That sounds like a great idea. And then Bullock shits his pants. So that's pretty great. <laughs> Um, so then, uh, you know, Batman goes to the, the signal and is kind of out patrolling for a while, fi finding out from Gordon that it seems to be like a global thing or at least a nationwide thing. Um, and we just get some really good, like, you know, Batman, like he, he purposely ignores looters. He's like, uh, people that need stuff, uh, you know, not my problem. Like, it's not. 
it's not their fault that like the the first time the power goes out they just desperately claw for like the necessities that they need in their lives it was like says they all have insurance i don't give a shit about them yeah 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 these these massive corporations have insurance they will be fine um so yeah so he finds up finds some like joker creeps who are like robbing people and hurting people and finds like penguin who's just like drowning some lady in the river yeah like what Um, the fuck yeah he finds joker just like who just hijacked a child a bus full of children it's just like good good lord guys uh also why is the school bus full of children in the middle of the night that's my question um but it's great because like he, you know he has a moment where he could let the joker die and he's like oh well there's a bunch of kids watching i should probably not let him die right now um and uh <laughs> i love he gets back to the bat cave after this like night of like thwarting antics and like Alfred's like, welcome back, sir. How is the city? And he just replies, crimey. Like, it's got that kind of a, a vibe to it. Like, crimey. a book that... <laughs> a book that has all the trappings for, like, the grim darkiest grim dark book in the world just has a, like, good sense of humor about itself, which yeah, I really Yeah, because he also appreciate. gives Alfred a I survived the blackout t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gothamites are nothing if not em- enterprising. Yeah, because uh, I because so you often penis. see Alfred wearing a T-shirt. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. The fact that Bruce bought him a T-shirt is also hilarious <laughs> to me. Um, and then yeah, we find out that it seems to be an alien invasion, and there's some some type of like ano- anomalous uh um uh, UAP because we don't call them UFOs anymore. FYI, um, what is UAP? Uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Oh. Because UFO implies aliens and, like, they're trying to, like, you know that every time, like, people, like, use the term that means intellectually disabled and then, like, they start using it as, like, a slur that we have to change the word that means intellectually disabled? Yeah, you know? but this this isn't exactly the same thing. Like, UFO well, isn't really UFO a slur. UFO has a connotation of, like, wackos. Like, so they we're trying to remove the connotation of, like, wackadoos. Who who love UFOs and be Who's like, we? but <laughs> the people who love UAPs, <laughs> I need the UAP people, the, res- the respectable UFO community, whatever, the respectable UAP community. <laughs> that, that just seems needlessly confusing. Mufon, the uh, oh, I thought you were telling us to oh, move on. Move on, no, Mufon is the like UFO community. I forget what it stands for. It's like um, you don't even know. No, I don't even know. I'm going to Google well, it. Well, some uh, UAP. I'm not a member of MUFON. <laughs> you said we. <laughs> <laughs> Mutual UFO Network. Mutual UFO Network. Anyway. It's a network? So there, so their organization still has UFO in it. I'm still calling them UFOs. <laughs> also, it still has the word unidentified in the acronym, which it is be, already be synonymous with weirdos. Should be Mooaps, not Mufos. Mooaps. They're gonna. Once they change the Mooaps, I'm on board, Casey. I am. I am so finished with this conversation. Let's move on. I'm done. (laughs) I like Mufon. All right, but yeah. Anyway, so um, basically, Batman's gonna go confront some aliens and figure out where the fuck Clark is. I hope he punches Um, a Mooap. (laughs) He's gonna get in his bat Mooap. He's gonna spray his anti UAP spray on gonna, it. It's it's pronounced yeah, exactly. it's pronounced WAP. Does he actually? Does he? 
Does he get a does he get a bat branded U app and Of course. A bat app? Oh at that point it wouldn't be a U app, right? It's oh because it's identified. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could, we all we all know what WAP stands for, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me say it on the show because I will absolutely say. Oh, it. I'll definitely say it. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, all right. let's get to the top. Doing story. top story Speaking now. of WAPs. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! It's hard to argue with that uh, one. I guess me, me though. I'm I'm the WAP yeah. in this situation. Uh, <laughs> Because Felicia can get it, is what I'm saying. I'll allow Black cat, it. All right, uh... <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. We talked about this is the like latter half of this book. We did. Yeah. Which <laughs> like reading this after you talked about a couple of those issues, that shit got crazy. It, it does. <laughs> it kind of goes off the rails. Because this is like a pretty normal heisty type uh arc and then the shit you talked about is fucking crazy well it's, like, it's all the just... ramifications of these things going yeah. haywire it just in like really up. good ways like it definitely right. goes off the rails in a fun and unexpected way but like yeah this is the the foundation for like her getting an yeah. iron man suit which is about to be a spinoff book uh which is really just wild (laughs) this was this was during the whole null thing right where she had to like steal dr strange from or is this this is different well this is this is before that uh i mean the series goes on hiatus and comes back during king and black gotcha got it yeah she gets a like a the sorcerer supreme staff or she gets the like the sorcerer staff in that book she goes through yeah. different yeah, anime transformations, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, this book is the book that kicks everything off. Um, so we start with it opening at uh, any, any good heist book, uh, Felicia going to an art gallery open. <laughs> Classic. Where uh, she meets, we meet uh, Adessa Drake, who is the current um, head of the Thieves Guild. And uh, there's a lot of um, very aggressive hate flirting. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We, there's a cool, like, so if you just start this not knowing anything, then you're not going to catch it. But uh, Felicia's, like, uh, crew, her thief crew is at the party and they kind of, like, lock eyes in the first few pages, which is clever. Yeah. If you don't know that it's him, it just kind of looks like a dude that's eye-fucking her because she's the snack. Um, but then yeah. you realize later that it's like, oh, that's her crew, yeah. like, acknowledging so, that, like, they're set up and ready so in to, the first, to do like, the heist. So in the first few pages, we kind of meet everyone that's going to be kind of the recurring players for a while. So we meet her and then uh, her crew and Odessa and then also the security guard, Sunny. Um Dude, I love the other security guard. Yes, he's so good. That dude was fucking killing me. I like this. Sonny's like freaking out at Black Cat's and he's like, dog, just chill. No one gives a shit. Just have some fucking so, appetizers, yes, man. So through the, yeah, so what you banging. gonna do? Steal a painting in a little black dress and then like, yes, absolutely. Through the whole scene, they're like cutting back to them in the surveillance room. They're like, oh my god, this Black Cat, we have to go stop. He's like, dude, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? Have a, have a, have a snack. 
have a herd of. <laughs> like I was like, dude, relax. It's like we're literally paid to not relax. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know that dude was just fucking hilarious. <laughs> and, like I think he calls some of the ap- appetizers transcendent. Yep. <laughs> yes, it's like yeah, just it's fine. It's fucking great. So, uh, the whole time they're like, you know, they're like on they're uh they're like watching felicia like a hawk and um they're like all right and then so she ends up leaving and they're like she didn't get anything and then she kind of well he ends up kicking her out because he's like i'm not playing this shit oh, like yeah, you yeah. gotta go yeah. yeah even though she didn't do and shit. then she's like well you know a cat never leaves empty-handed and turns out that they were there to steal a painting uh but the uh her crew had already like taken care of it classic yeah, misdirection and, they, and part like the conversation between the uh the security guys is great because offhandedly the laissez-faire security guy mentions like oh yeah no the orders are great it's really surprising because like half of the catering crew came down with the e. coli so we had to replace them last mm. minute and then the yep. other like sunny sunny ocampo is the other guy's uh, name who's going to become a main character but he's like are you fucking kidding me black cat is here and there are unvetted people i gotta take like i gotta background <laughs> check these guys <laughs> we'll talk about it a lot but there's very small like setups in the dialogue that like end up coming back and it's super yeah. clever it's like one of my favorite which is like very oceans 11 yeah, uh, yeah and it's like just do. one of my favorite ways that mckay writes um, we yeah. we also get the page introducing uh Felicia's crew with Doctor Boris Corpse. Doctor Boris Corpse, Doctor Boris name. Corpse, everybody. Bruno... It's such a good fucking henchman. Yeah, name. yeah. he's yeah. just yeah. kind of a Classic. he's like he's like the the typical evil scientist. Yeah. Um, it's great. Yeah. And then Bruno Granger, who is the he's the muscle. He's just all he's all muscle. Yeah, also, great... I love that Dr. Boris Corpse is self-taught genius, self-titled doctor. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> I don't think you can just give yourself a nickname, dog. Let alone well, it's not a nickname. It is a, it is a medical title that you go to school for. And he just said, nope, I'm a it's doctor. Fuck always, you. Not always medical. He's a doctor the way that Dr. Phil is a doctor. <laughs> Dr. Pepper's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that joke in all these shows, like doctor, like people who call themselves doctors who didn't go to medical school, and they always like get made fun of. Well, yeah, but those are like like, running bit. Yeah, but but those are like people that went to school for philosophy and got a doctorate. This guy is a self-titled doctor. He is a he is a a doctor, (laughs) which tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, he tells you everything you need to know about this guy. And then, uh, so the the party scene kind of uh, ends up with um, them driving away, and then. The thieves' guild coming after them, and there's a bunch of ninjas. Yeah, <laughs> there's, I mean, you know, they're. Yeah, I know it's fine. Uh, I guess the thieves' guild needs some. They need some enforcers, and why not have them be ninjas? Well, they're uh, that. That's what like <laughs> Gambit's old. Are that's what like Gambit used to be, like the the uh Gam- the, mm. and then they used to. We we see Condra in this series later, not in this volume, but Condra is like the ex the external immortal mutant who would give the Thieves Guild immortality for some of their riches, which they now just put into that vault. So 
right. Um, right. Question, is that one of the externals that died mm-hmm. because Apocalypse needed to make the gate? Yeah. Is that one of them? Pretty much every okay, external cool. that, was there. Except, except for, for the someone. one lady who's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. I just making sure because I, I don't know shit about the external, so I'm just cleared it up for me and the listener. Yep. <laughs> so we have Felicia and her crew in a car with a painting that they stole, driving away, trying to fight off ninjas, and also Sonny, who's there in a motorcycle. Good on him. He's, he's- <laughs> there's, this, there's this panel where she asks him, like, the security guard, are you totally obsessed with me now? And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is Jed McKay to our show. <laughs> You're totally <laughs> obsessed. Like, why with are you are. so obsessed with me? Uh, also, gotta clarify, not a motorcycle, he's on a fucking moped, which is more hilarious and more badass. In but they're lots in of like ways. a fiat. So like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're in a uh fucking what's that that's sh- car in the italian job the um mini coopers yeah yeah i just think like, you know i'm really liking sunny's gusto really going yeah. after it you know yeah really he's, taking his job. he's not getting paid job. enough to give a shit yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah he's yeah. going way above and beyond the job absolutely title. absolutely <laughs> proud of him <laughs> <laughs> then he goes in the river <laughs> he does go in the river uh, which ends up getting him put in prison and put in like jail. <laughs> uh, I don't. Was he was he put in jail because he failed to stop the heist or because he like went in the river and that's I illegal? I think for some he reason. was caught up with the with the ninjas and everything, and he's an ex-con. Well, we yeah we get yeah, into, okay, yeah, we get into I, it later that he's an ex-con. So my thought was just like parole violation. Yeah, because they end up like yeah. letting him go after like three days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, yeah, or like, holding him to see if he was involved in the yeah. heist Yeah, or I think it was that, but then uh, he had been, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we get it in, like, the next issue. So then the, the last half of this issue is um, us meeting uh, Black Fox, who is uh, Felicia's mentor and was, like, a friend of his, her father, who was also a famous thief. Um, and, and her father's mentor. He trained them yeah. both to be thieves. And we get this introduction of Black Fox, who... So the, the beginning of this book opens with Consider the Cat, and then his intro is Consider the Fox. I just love the, like, the mirroring. And he's fucking playing Baccarat mm-hmm. with Dracula. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> so so Just because of how crazy of a sentence that is, and how fun it sounds, it is to say Baccarat with Dracula, it's... Love it's, it. it's a it's a linguist like like it's it, it rings perfectly it, yeah. like it's <laughs> it's great because such a this good is sentence. my favorite like I just love in comics when you get like someone doing heist genre but in Marvel universe so you can do shit like that like yeah you know right, stealing right. from Fantastic Four or you know whatever in or yeah or yeah, Dracula or Dracula yeah it's. Yeah, it's, like, really typical to be, like, oh, yeah, no, you're gonna go steal from, like, Kingpin, or you're gonna steal from, like, some other rich mob boss that's, like, that's to be expected. Dracula? Didn't expect that. Did not expect a Dracula. <laughs> Never expected Dracula in an Ocean's Eleven story. There's also this really adorable interlude page that's, like, a mini silent like comic cats. with uh, Felicia and cats, and one of her cats' name is Lupin, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also... I just put it together after saying it out loud. 
the Mini Cooper is a throwback to the first Italian job, like the the original one. Yeah. Just caught that. So good job, Jen McKay. That's the one of two really There's, good movie there references, so many references that were in this book. <laughs> well, the the one specifically we were texting about earlier, we'll get to later. Uh, yeah, but yeah, very yeah, shortly. I was like, why why Mini Cooper? Oh yeah, the Italian job is just a good heist movie. And a Mini Cooper commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then we didn't want a Mini Cooper after seeing that movie. Dude, everyone wanted one for sure. I almost bounced. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. The uh, <laughs> second issue opens with um, this amazing joke where they're like, he's like, let me tell you about Spider Man, you little punk. He's like, that wall collar, we took him down. And then Black Cat's like, I've tangled with Spider Man, if you know what I mean, which is just yeah. like my, one of my favorite jokes in the whole book. Yeah, I and, remember then, that. and then like, it was Bruno hot. and Dr. Corpse are like, ew, like Spider-Man, he's face? gross. Is he... <laughs> no, he doesn't have a spider anything. <laughs> uh, so this issue is them planning a heist to steal from Dr. Strange. And they're like, you know, if you, need a, if you need a hacker, you get a computer guy. And if you need someone to deal with magic, you get a Merlin. Yeah, I love that they oh. just keep calling magicians yeah. Merlin. I love it. Yeah, I, I, so I, I love that there's like this, this fictional like New York gangster slang of superheroes. Yes. Like it, it, yeah, it feels very much like that kind of high class like uh, Ocean's Eleven kind of slang. But there's like fantastical elements well, into it the, like calling yeah, all like, magicians a merlin one of the cool things yeah, about great. this book is kind of like taking black cat who exists on the fringes of you know a uh, comic book world and then like kind of like throwing you into her very specific uh scope and you get to see like kind of like the underbelly of the like comic book world it's like kind of yeah. like a just a completely different angle from everything uh, and then they get they get to Strange's sanctum, and that's when we get the other cinematic reference, which is just the the cover of The Exorcist. It's fucking so <laughs> just good. The beam of light hitting Felicia, which is hilarious, and out of yeah, but it's the sanctum sanctorum yeah. instead of totally that house and not thing. foreshadowing so things good. going great or you know. yeah, no. <laughs> love a panel you can hear. It's great, <laughs> love it. Tubular bells. <laughs> then we get um also the the merlin that they hired is xander the merciless who's just like a down and out like guy who was created to destroy dr yeah. Strange. that's the other thing mckay loves in addition to uh like uh references and stuff is obscure characters which is you know yeah. right playing right with into my heart that's one good way <laughs> to sell rj a comic it's book. true yeah <laughs> Is to have a character in it we haven't seen in twenty plus years. Yep, or multiple in <laughs> in this case. Um, yeah, we yeah. get a flashback of young Felicia meeting Black Fox and getting bailed out. Where uh, in prison, where she's using the uh, alias Francesca Featherbottom, <laughs> which is the only note that I wrote for this section because it's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and and Black Foxes are yeah. Uh, uh, Fox is like, really? Are you serious? Like. Francesca Featherbottom, <laughs> are you serious right now? Then <laughs> uh, we also go back to Sonny, and that's when we learn that he's an ex-con and that they're looking for work, and then they get a uh they get uh they run into Odessa 
who has a job offer. Yeah, yeah one of those good, get in the car. Because yeah, I'm yeah. not asking. Getting paid a yep. anonymous amount of money as an ex-con just to tell someone you already have a have beef against is pretty uh, appealing. An obsession for yeah. let's let's be real. <laughs> well, then he's just so the standing character because you know, same. <laughs> I also love that, like when he's talking to Odessa, he's like, "I've worked with some mobsters and some gangsters in my time, and I'm getting a real gangster vibe <laughs> off of you." And she's like, "Oh, that's that's absolutely correct. You're very perceptive." <laughs> uh, then we cut back to Felicia and the crew in the sanctum, and she meets strange snakes who are amazing. Oh, catcalling her. Yeah. Yeah, they're also obsessed with. They her. are thirsty. Yeah, they are thirsty snakes. <laughs> <laughs> they're like. Uh, I also love that like Xander the Merciless has to like sweet talk the house into letting them in. Like he's just yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "Don't talk to the snakes." He's like, "Maybe I want to talk to the snakes." And the snakes are like, "Hate to see her go. Love to watch her leave." And I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> so good. Then they fight the little uh, well, they fight weird books. baby stranges. They fight books for oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So the the mm-hmm. the next few like things are them kind of like Indiana Jonesing their way into the sanctum. Yeah. Like they fight books, and yeah. then they fight the, like Casey was saying these weird. Like Faces they look the like nose thing. past the Pokemon, but a horrified version, and they're Doctor Strange. <laughs> they're like little homunculi stranges. Yeah, yeah, like... they're horrifying. <laughs> I also like how all the while this um, what's the mad scientist name again? Xander. Uh, oh, Corpse. no, uh, Boris. Doctor Corpse. Dr. Corpse. How can you forget Doctor Corpse? <laughs> Doctor Corpse is going on and on about how he doesn't believe in magic. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, like, and meanwhile, they're like, "I'm sorry. Did happening. you not see the shit? Did yeah. you see the talking snakes? Did you see the Doctor Strange homunculi? Like, what the fuck, man?" And there's this great uh, center spread of them walking down like an MC Escher oh, so cool. flight of stairs. <laughs> and it was surprisingly easy to follow this page. Usually, I have a tough yeah, time. Yeah, really, really good, uh, like structuring of that layout so that it wasn't impossible to follow. So, <laughs> I think we touched on it a little bit, but Xander's story is that he was created to kill Strange with, and he had he was powered up by this artifact called the Star Stone, but Strange took it and beat him up because you know super, superheroes. Uh, yeah, why not? And he's just basically been like homeless right. since then because he can't do anything. So they finally get to Strange's treasure room, and just as they get there, uh, Xander immediately like an alarm goes off, and he immediately sees it, and he sees the Star Stone. Like he's like, "Oh my god, this is the thing that like my whole life purpose is this Star Stone." Just as Felicia finds her goal, which is the original deed of manhattan <laughs> um and yeah i thought there was a cool thing with the xander they're talking about as they go through the house alicia makes more than once says that he's becoming more and yes. more lucid he becomes more cognizant the closer they get yeah. to that room so like he's that's clearly not... getting and i'm yeah. like oh that's not gonna end yeah. well <laughs> Because he's getting, I guess, close to his source of power, so he's, you know, shit's starting to unscramble a little bit. And then he just looks fucking svelte as soon as he gets this thing. Yeah, he, uh, he, I, I like that even. the Starstone gives him a clean shave. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, good for him. <laughs> the glow up. 
Um, <laughs> then we we get introduced to everyone's favorite favorite ghost dog. Bats! You fucking bats, baby. And then ba- bats, bats needs his own book, and Jed McKay needs to write it. Which kind of goes yeah. to Adams because I think shortly after this, Bats has this conversation with Doctor Corpse about how magic's real. He's like, "You know, you're trying to you're tell me it's not a... real as you're talking to a a talking I dead dog, part. right?" Yeah, he's like, "That's double magic. Yeah. I'm a talking dog and I'm dead." Uh, <laughs> like, come so on, man. The first interaction, I I love the first interaction between Bats and Felicia oh, so because good. he's like, "Wait, I know who you are. You're Silver Sable," and he's like. Yeah, fuck yes. Yeah, you know what? You got me. I'm Silver Sable. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. I'm Silver Sable. You know who what Silver Sable is? Not a cat burglar. So I, yes, I am. I her. also <laughs> love that the the gears kind of like instantly click in Felicia's head, and she runs with the gag, so Bats yeah. doesn't blame it on yeah. her. Like later, she's like, "Yeah, remember Silver Sable did this." <laughs> and then someone's like uh felicia is like silver sable i don't know who you're talking to yeah yeah call yeah. me silver let's not be so uh uh formal about <laughs> it uh the the snakes become giant and try to take down xander uh that doesn't go too well but it is pretty cool looking um yeah for sure oh and then they so felicia ends up beating xander by realizing that he's doing like probability chaos magic like scarlet witch and that she just has innate bad luck powers so every time he's procking probability changes uh it just kind of like pings off of her because she can just revert it question has she always had that uh not i don't i don't know uh i know is been a part of her character for a minute um Okay. Yeah. So that's I w- when they were going through her like bad luck powers, I was like, "Oh, she's like opposite of Domino." Like yeah, I had I no idea. Yeah, if you of. put her and Domino on the same team, do they cancel each other out? Also, is she probably. just the perfect counter to Scarlet Witch? I like that you said probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I mean, you know, probably probable yeah no i i was just i wasn't sure if this was an invention that jed just did or if that's been her character and everyone forgets about it every time they write her or what the deal is but i was that caught me off guard because i also don't read spider-man uh so i don't know anything about her as a character besides she's no, a cat this all sounded and familiar to me snack. um yeah i don't know yeah we're bad at this <laughs> uh i'm gonna google it I'm going to Google it. You keep going, RJ. No, I thought it was great, though, because they made very, very cool magic. There's a between the two there's of an them. epilogue of this issue that is just one panel and it's strange coming home to bats and the giant snakes and going, what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> I also like for a minute that they think that um, uh, the, the weird, strange homunculi is going to like kill Xander. And they're like, oh, thank God, let's get out of here. And then he just, like, eats them, uh, and it's like, cool, yeah. great, that can't taste super good. awesome. Mm-mm. Because well, they talk about, like, they're, like, casts off some strange dreams and thoughts, so he's just, like, eating that power mm. and stuff. So, yeah, probably but it's also like gross. Chicken. Yeah, probably. Um, so then the, the next, we, we get our next heist. Which is uh, they're gonna they're gonna rob the Fantastic Four by and Felicia's gonna do it by seducing Johnny because probably yeah. like 
breathing to her. Also, yeah, like he he thirsty too. Yeah, I mean it's Johnny, so it's like the <laughs> easiest mark in the world. Um, yeah. Also, uh, yeah, it was a. Sorry to cut you off. It was a test induced by Kingpin to give her the psionic ability to affect probability fields. Essentially, she could produce bad luck for her enemies. So, yeah, it is a... I'm not sure which issue it's in, but that is a thing that happened previously. I think it was a while back, Comic books! Yeah, a while back. And also, (laughs) at one point, Doctor Strange uh, tampered with her powers to briefly remove her bad luck abilities, but that gave her uh, night vision. Sure. So she could. She was literally. She was literally That's a cat for how a minute that there. Works. And had <laughs> that makes perfect sense. So, yep. uh, we we get these um, scenes of uh, Felicia and Black Fox and her crew talking, kind of uh, about um, the heist, and essentially, uh, Black Fox explains that all these different heists are. He needs. Uh, these items from these heists because he wants to rob the Thieves Guild. The Thieves Guild essentially uh, takes 10% of every thief in um, thief in the network and like whenever they do a score they have to give 10% to the Thieves Guild and then they drop it into a multi-dimensional vault. Um, so Black Fox is like this is his like one mission away from retirement type it's his one right. last score. exactly yeah love it um i love a good one and it's like the most job. impossible <laughs> score you could think of because it it's the, yeah. it's a vault it's literally an interdimensional it, yeah. vault um <laughs> so but what does he also, need the I D to point new that- york for like they just stole new york city <laughs> like what else do you well, need yeah i, I remember we, we talked that, about yeah. that you need issue a later book so we'll- that lets you open a portal to the dimension where the vault is um also they're having this whole conversation about the interdimensional portal thing while eating lobster so that's a weird coincidence to so how does that make you feel casey Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't like it i don't (laughs) it makes me it makes me hungry uh also through this through this issue uh dr corpse has this amazing monologue about how he hates Johnny Storm because there's only one original oh, human yeah. torch which is John Hammond and that is that is like <laughs> Marvel Comics number 1 the like the original yeah. human torch was a cyborg that talk about a fucking callback he was also like on the west coast <laughs> avengers but it's such a dumb character and he's like he like respects the scientist who built him like so much and he's the reason why he became a doctor and it's like or a science well, it's the reason he became a mad yeah. scientist because he's just like i i shall create a perthing from from nothing but my own brilliance and he shall be on fire all the time and the man was completely yeah, that's insane him quoting <laughs> the, <laughs> the scientist yeah it's so good I, it's so funny and he just keeps going on and on about how Johnny yeah, Storm like sucks because he stole the name of the original Human Torch it's like who he let him let have his, that name <laughs> <laughs> who does he think he is alright so we get Felicia going on the date with Johnny and uh, she is like getting him to getting him to show her around and they go into the 
room with like all the uh Fantastic Four tech and you see the like the Miss Thing thing suit. Um and like the Acme mind detector. Yeah, and and Herbie and like all the all the weird shit that Fantastic Four have accumulated. I'm really surprised that the ultimate nullifier isn't in here. I mean it might be. One of them is an Acme mind detector, so that's yeah, fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I don't see the ultimate nullifier. But I, maybe I missed I it. I like uh Johnny Storm going on and on about how he was the one that designed and built the Fantastic Four car. Yes. How it was actually it's like <laughs> if you think about it, four cars that combine into one car, that's a hundred percent Johnny Storm idea. How could it be <laughs> yeah. anything other than mine? <laughs> Yeah, she's just trying to get a book too, and he just like won't right. fucking he won't shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Which is we hilarious. also cut to Sonny too during this. Uh, who he's like staking out the thinker, uh, or the the tinkerer's Tinkerer. um place to like <laughs> try to like find a lead on Black Cat, and then his buddy just goes on a paparazzi superhero website and sees a picture yeah. of Felicia and Johnny together, and they're like. Yeah, she's she's like down there. They like just took this, and he's like, "How? Oh, oh all right, <laughs> fine." <laughs> so, so much for eating noodles in the car all day. So, yeah. Sonny ends up going to that place. Uh, go ends up going to the Fanta- uh the Baxter Building, and um, like knocking, and Johnny's like, "Oh, someone's at the front door. It must be the food you ordered." Um, so he lets Sonny in. And she grabs the book, and he's like, this guy is like, the food guy's like going to ruin everything because I don't have enough time to, uh... Well, because the food guy was supposed to be uh, Bruno and Dr. Corpse, so she's like, why are they yeah. so early? I'm not in right. the fucking room yeah. yet. Like, yeah. what is r- so wrong So she, like, them? real quick yeah. grabs the book, and then as everything is kind of converging, the portal to the negative zone opens? Like, hands just, like, Hate it when reach that happens. through... Uh, and it's fucking Blastar. <laughs> I can I can fucking thinking, hate it when this guy. I kept thinking like, okay, so this isn't their fault. This isn't Felicia's fault. This just this is just some dumb bad luck. And then I have to remember. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. She has <laughs> bad luck powers. Oh, it's funny too because through this whole issue, she has this monologue too. It's like there's two reasons why you never steal from Fantastic Four. One is Susan Storm Richards, and then. <laughs> the second one is because bad luck follows them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that she's like, no, it's not the guy made of rocks, and no, it's not the guy that's so smart he could think you out of existence, and it's not even the guy who catches fire. It's fucking Sue Storm because she is a cougar of a mom. Like, she is, she is a mama <laughs> she bear, and she's apart. going to rip you apart for bringing bad things into her home where her kids live yeah <laughs> her super powered kids yep her omega level you could also think kids. you out of existence yeah. you yeah, could literally exactly. do that then we get another fight issue which is great yeah fuck yeah just fighting blastar the, the evil space muppet as she calls him she calls him blasto <laughs> at one point which i thought was funny too I feel like that was a Blastoise joke that oh, they couldn't make legally. <laughs> I love that. Also, this guy, 
This guy looks like Dark Side Sun, whose name is escaping me right now. But oh, it's like um, definitely Calabac. I don't know who this guy is, but he's definitely Yeah, he looks like Calabac. And it's like that's how I know that this is an obscure comic book reference because it is definitely a Kirby creation because he looks exactly like Calabac. Yeah, he's got Kirby <laughs> he, vibes. He fucks up Johnny Storm. Like oh, yeah, Johnny yeah. should be the the like heavy hitter here, and he just gets wrecked. Um, yeah, he gets his ass handed so, to him. Like, so they have bumpy. to rely on uh, Bruno going into the the mist thing thing suit. It's like the the thing Which ring suit. Like, if you guys ever seen the dumb um, uh, the thing meets Fred and Barney. It's, not. Uh, it's like thing ring, do your thing. Like, this. It's fine. Nope, no idea what you're talking about. That's alright. Uh, I just. It reminded me of season four of Arrested Development, where Tobias Funke puts on <laughs> a Fantastic Four musical play, and he dresses up oh as the God. thing and can't stop making ho- horrible uh, sexual puns about the thing on accident. <laughs> <laughs> that was immediately what popped in my head, and I know it didn't pop in anyone else. Uh, so <laughs> Felicia uh, gets the Fantastic Car hotwired and runs it into him. Which is also great. And uh, Dr. Corpse is just mocking whoever built the Fantastic Car for <laughs> yeah. shot. Yeah, he's like, this wiring is all oh, over yeah. the place. How is this a Reed Richards uh, creation? And Felicia's <laughs> like, actually, it was Jotty. He goes, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> but, man, like, of course. This, this issue is where I really fell in love with Bruno. Just, like, fucking... He's like... Oh, yeah. He, he's like, you didn't run away. He's like, I'm from Pittsburgh. He's like, dude is dude rules. I love him. He also calls him a jabroni, which is points in my book yeah. day. <laughs> also very Pittsburgh of dude, him. Just going, just going toe to toe with Blastar. All he's gotten is some fucking yep. armor that he doesn't even know is going to help. And then Sue Great. Sue walks in to like Blastar, like just chaos, and he's like, "What the hell is happening here?" Uh it's so good. I like that she's like everyone out, and then I like they all they all slink out the front door, and Johnny tries to follow, and she's like everyone who doesn't live here out. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so after this scene, we get um kind of our last epilogue, which is uh Adessa learning about um Felicia kind of like pays. Sonny and is like, listen, you don't want to mess with Adessa. She like sniffs out that he's working for her and is like, that will only end terribly. So you should just take this money and, and go. Um so Adessa, we, we cut to her like learning that uh you know Sonny's off the table and then um she learns that Black Fox is back and she's holding a, a ship in a bottle, which I like killed me because Earlier in the uh, issue, uh, Felicia, when she was learning that she had to rob the Fantastic Four of a book, she's like, "What's next? Are we going to rob Reed's ships and bottles?" No, is are, are we going <laughs> to no, are we uh, going to steal a collection of ships and bottles from Doctor? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then, yes. but in this scene, she's in a room with what's clearly a collection of right. ships and bottles. Yeah. Yeah. So it so like, did she steal those from? It's Doom? such an amazing callback. <laughs> just like. It's such a like a minor yeah. setup, and I wasn't expecting any payoff. Um, it's so good. And then that's kind of where the issue leads, or issue issue ends, and the the volume. Um, 
Um, yeah. And and yeah, back to uh, uh, the the deed thing. It ends up being that like, <laughs> like we find out later on in the series that like the the interdimensional vault is like uh, guarded by a gold. It's uh, was it God skeleton man? It's like a it's skeleton, like a skeleton god of wealth. Yeah, and and he's and it, of of greed, yeah. and basically they bargain with him, and it's just like you can have uh literally Manhattan it's if like, you give us. We, we this know gold. that Odessa pays you uh this treasure, but what would you do if you wanted Manhattan? Here's the deed to Manhattan. <laughs> so. So what? Yeah. Now some weird skeleton owns Manhattan. That's yes. A, this that's one of my favorite. <laughs> the rent things. prices are going to get weird. I, I think this this book is <laughs> like they're not already. I think this book is so genius because it takes something like a monster of the week formula, makes it a heist of the week, um, and but then threads this huge macro needle to a gigantic storyline. At the same time, doing these small heists and everything is so, so perfect for the character that it like it all just kind of fits together, and it's really, really smart. And it's why I, yeah. I love this book so much. Um, it's definitely playing in the Marvel sandbox in like the funnest yeah. way because it's it, like it's, it's it's part. It's it's a great way to tell that kind of a heist story because yeah, like I said, like anyone can write a heist story where you're stealing from like rich people or whatever but like yeah like why wouldn't you make it the fantastic four and uh, or doctor strange and iron man and in, yeah in like, addition to like the concept of black cat stealing from fantastic four is a cool like two issue mini series but like what do you do yeah. with that what do you do with that more like that it's such an organic right. way to grow the story and it doesn't feel uh, out of character or like he's trying to just, you know, pump out more issues or anything. It, it feels like the, that the, the bigger payoff to this story is worth it and, uh, you know, warrants its, its whole runtime. It's, it's great. This series really took, yeah. like, Felicia to a character I, I liked to one of my favorite characters ever. I, this is my favorite depiction of her i've ever read she's amazing like mckay writes her so well such a pitch perfect voice yeah and it, it's also great to see her as anything but a a plot development right for it completely disentangles you know? her from that whole universe and you know you don't need spider-man to make her a compelling character at all yeah she's not an yeah, object right. right and and there, there, yes, there even especially is because she- she was like the sex pot, like uh, the the antithesis to Mary Jane. So she was like exciting and and dangerous and hot. And well, I mean, Mary Jane's hot, but you know what I mean. Like she's the sexual like foil to Mary Jane. And like, yeah, she's so much more than that. Like, why are we like limiting her character to just that? We touch on that a little bit too when when Blasto comes through the portal. The first thing he does when he sees. Uh, <laughs> Felicia mm. is he like claims her as a bride. You're my wife. And, yeah. and she's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I know guys like this. They they, they see a, a beautiful woman and the first thing they think of is she's some sort of object or prize. Like, I, yeah. you know, I've met this asshole before. Yeah. Well, and then she uses that against him to beat him, which it's, is It's great, interesting so. too, because yeah. like, you know, 
we uh given our current like uh th- where comic books are currently there are ton uh there are tons of books that you know at first glance you look like you know this was made to sell j scott campbell covers and it's like yeah you know and even when we interviewed mckay himself he says like you know please like give this book a try it's you know i'm promise you that the story is just as good as the the cover you bought it for uh <laughs> honestly it's a hell of a lot better in my opinion because i am not a huge j scott campbell fan well that's um, just a you know, no just a standing are, artist but, but like you know we we yeah. live in a in a current like comic book environment where books are you know a lot of them feel like they they came up with an idea for a comic book cover and then they're just like how many variants can we do and you know yeah. we'll get like five right. issues out of this and whatever but this book managed to persevere he got uh 12 issues and then uh and then another 12 and then a giant sized one shot and it's like one of my favorite comic runs i i just adore it um and it and as i i alluded to earlier uh she's getting a spinoff where she's got an iron man suit uh that's coming out very soon is it this week or next week? It's soon, yeah. From one of the uh, from one yeah. of the, soon. the really cool arcs in this story as well, where she has to steal from Tony. So, yeah, and she she jumps in a like nanotech machine that yeah, like builds 3D Iron Man suits suit and it creates her. her. Yeah, I like would an like Iron one Cat. Of those, please. Yes. <laughs> one, please. <laughs> one suit, please. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Can it build a pocket deli? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably, honestly. Yeah, be real. Wouldn't put it past them. So yeah, so this was this is a fun book. I, I yeah, it was. continue to enjoy this book. I continue to to enjoy Jed McKay writing Marvel stories because it's great. Yeah, I'm never disappointed. It always seems to be like the lesser paid attention to characters, and they like as RJ put, like it kind of vaults them up the list because they're so. Oh, I well mean, done. You know, you know what Jay, Jay, Jay McKay reminds me of a, on a writing style, but like for that reason, it's like make Al Ewing, but make it funny. Cause like Al Ewing <laughs> does that same thing where he takes like really obscure characters that no one gave a shit about like yeah. 40 years ago and like makes, elevates them to be important in the plot. Um, but like, he's really good at, uh, like epics and Jed McKay is good at incredible storytelling with uh, humor I just, yeah edge. i really yeah. enjoy his um, character voices i think his character work is just just tremendous and there are some jokes yeah. that are just they're just killer they're just yeah and yeah, point of great. fact like he also is killing it at moon knight and that's not funny you uh, know like it has some a couple of moments it, but... there's some moments a hell of a lot more than moon knight usually has but it's not like yeah right, i mean up, laugh a minute even if deal. you so he's good at even, you know both. even if you just check out this book and moon knight i think you can see his range in writing uh you know and and strange yep strange, strange. Awesome oh yeah too. so yeah so like yeah there's a lot of three like totally different books but all punching pretty well and that's why we've talked about them back to back and also multiple yeah, times before that so this has yeah. been the jed mckay <laughs> season of this show yeah like, yeah we <laughs> it's it's so funny that that he's too. he's on our top story back to back just just because of the way things kind of shook out. But, well, yeah, you know, we were sure. like we need good vibes, and I was like, you know, what has the 
It's all good vibes. I know. We we needed good vibes and we needed something that we could turn around in two days. Like (laughs) checking all the boxes. Yep. So thank you. All right. Well thank you, Jed. What's uh what's out this week? What do we got? Um we got we got a big we got two Tynans, double Tynans, nice house on the lake. And his new horror book, The Closet. So I'm going to feel some horrible thing, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. Um, I have lots of feelings um, and none of them are good. Yeah. <laughs> and a Batman and Action Comics annual. So I'm probably going to check those out. Oh, is it a fifth week? It is. Sort of. Sort of, yeah. Sort of, yeah. So lots of um, annuals, lots of one shots. Oh, speaking of Jed McKay, Strange is out. Cool. Knights of X, Once in Future, Little Monsters 4, What's the First Place from Here, um, that X-Men 92 book is cool. coming back out, I think. Cool. Yeah, that looks like about everything I see. All right, then. Got some, got some good stuff. Cool, cool. All right, well, that's it for us this week. Um yeah uh check out our patreon i just uh i just actually recorded a new episode of top five uh where we talked about top five video games uh growing up so yeah uh check join our patreon you get uh weekly or at least semi-weekly uh exclusive content like top five like uh dueling genre versus dueling genre tonight also uh you get our now in trade series uh way early we we already have in our band book series um mouse and uh persepolis which is coming soon i just have to edit it just gotta just gotta finish my <laughs> work this, here is this you uh giving yourself the homework yeah that, it, like w- w- once, <laughs> saying it out loud once so there's you have to tweets do it. promoting it then that's how i know <laughs> i have to start editing um we're also uh, going to do Gender Queer to kind of uh, wrap up this season of Now in Trade for the, the band book series. So looking forward to all that. You get it early. Uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you don't have to wait for us to take a three-week break. So, uh, you know, go check out the link in the description and give us your money. Also, uh, join our Discord. You can just chat with us, talk to us. It's fun. Um, also give you a link to that in the episode description. So... Yeah, that's it for us. Uh, For myself, for Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.